in the immortal words of Riza, protect your neck and your chest cavity. This is spoilers. This is spoilers. Hello. <laughs> hey, there. Welcome to Spoilers, where we ruin the world of cinema one movie at a time. Today, we'll discuss Ridley Scott's sci-fi horror masterpiece, Alien. I am Mike D. in Minneapolis, the guest host this week. Welcome. Drew, you want to kick us off with the other intros? Yep, I'm Pappy Malcolm, also in Minneapolis, slightly south of Mike D. at an undisclosed location. And that <laughs> movie... It's St. Paul. <laughs> no, no. St. Paul. Shh. <laughs> <laughs> And yeah, I love this movie. Great choice, guest host Mike D. Uh, not to be confusing, Mike E. You want to take it from here? Money Mike. I'm Mikey, and I'm recording from Elkhart, Indiana. And uh, I also enjoyed this movie. Hadn't, hadn't seen it. I'm Stevie. I'm recording from uh, Mishawaka, Indiana, and I uh, also really enjoyed this movie. And last but not least, our overpaid, unpaid intern, Vince. Hi, this is Vinny V out here in Denver. <laughs> Welcome to a Friday taping of Spoilers. I got a beer in one hand, coffee in the other. Let's do this thing. All right. Well, we'll just jump right into the plot summary. Um, So in deep space, the seven-person crew of the commercial mining ship Nostromo is awakened by the ship's computer mother. The crew is led by Captain Dallas, played by Tom Skerritt, Executive Officer Kane, played by John Hurt, and Warrant Officer Ripley played by Sigourney Weaver in her career-defining role. Dallas Kane and Navigator Lambert, played by Veronica Cartwright, depart the Nostromo to investigate the source of the distress signal. Dallas, Kane, and Lambert trace the source of the signal to a downed, impossibly large alien spacecraft. As they make their way inside and delve deeper into the ship, they enter what appears to be the cockpit of the ship and discover the... (laughs) Cockpit. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) Sorry. Back on the Nostromo, Ripley decrypts the message that brought them to the mysterious planet and determines it's not a stress signal, but a warning. Unable to warn the crew aboard the alien spacecraft, Kane discovers a cavernous opening to a lower level of the ship, filled almost infinitely with alien eggs. As Kane inspects one of the eggs, it hatches, breaks through his helmet, and affixes itself to his face, incapacitating him. Dallas and Lambert carry Kane back to the Nostromo, and acting as senior officer, Ripley insists they follow quarantine procedures so as not to expose the rest of the crew to the alien life form. Ash breaks protocol and allows Kane and the other crew into the ship, and they are unsuccessful in trying to remove the alien from Kane, as it tightens its grip and bleeds corrosive acid when it is picked and prodded. Eventually, Kane is still incapacitated, but free of the alien, which is found dead nearby. Kane wakes up seemingly healthy, believing it to have been a nightmare. But the, and the crew has one last supper before planning to re-enter stasis for the return journey home. Though Kane begins to convulse and scream in pain. After a short struggle, his sternum breaks and the alien emerges from his chest and escapes into the ship. Two search parties are assembled for them from the remaining six crew members wielding impromptu tracking devices, flamethrowers, and electric prods to find and kill the alien. One by one, the crew is picked off and killed by the alien, starting with Brett, one of the ship's engineers, played by Harry Dean Stanton, and followed in short order by Dallas, who attempts to trap the alien in the air ducts, which it had been using to move about the ship undetected. 
Running out of options and fearing for the crew, Ripley consults the ship's computer system Mother, where she learns Ash has been ordered to capture and return the alien to the crew's employers, who consider the crew expendable. When Ripley confronts Ash, he attacks her and attempts to strangle her. Parker, the other ship engineer, intervenes and decapitates Ash, only to discover that he was an android. Parker reanimates Ash's head so that Ripley can interrogate him, and Ash reveals that he was assigned to the Nostromo to convince the crew to capture the creature and return it for analysis, even at their own expense. Ash taunts them about their chance of survival and admonishes the alien for its purity and biological capacity for survival and violence. Ripley, Parker, and Lambert agree to set the ship to self-destruct and escape in a shuttle. While Ripley goes to initiate the self-destruct sequence, Parker and Lambert are cornered and killed by the alien. Ripley finds their bodies on her way to, es to the escape shuttle, but the alien blocks her path. She retreats and unsuccessfully attempts to, to abort the self-destruct sequence. <laughs> abort. <laughs> if we were talking about Prometheus, that could be another point of discussion. Um, <laughs> anyways, narrowly escapes in the shuttle as the Nostromo explodes. As Ripley prepares to enter stasis, she discovers the alien aboard the shuttle. She dons a spacesuit and straps herself in to open the shuttle's airlock shoots the alien towards the escape hatch and activates the engines to blast the alien into space. After recording the ship's final log entry, she places herself in stasis with a course set for home. So, I apologize for the long-winded explanation, but thought I would be exhaustive so we can Oh no, right you into thoroughly it. spoiled that. I love <laughs> yeah. that. There's yeah. really no point in seeing that movie now that you've <laughs> <laughs> just ended there. Spoiled. Oh yeah. Yeah, just <laughs> Yeah, and just that's a great episode. Aliens. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, aliens was, or, sorry, Alien was directed by Ridley Scott, who followed one masterpiece with another in Blade Runner, only to then make a slew of really shitty movies for like 30 whoa, years. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Can we even say Blade Runner is good? I know it's supposed to be a film classic, but I just want to say I don't it's love right. it. Be I honest. like Blade Runner. Be honest yeah, with everyone. It's okay. I, I guess it's more, I say that because it's more regarded as a masterpiece, not that. Well, which version did you watch? Wait, what do you mean, what version? Anyways, <laughs> he totally got back on track with his knee-slapping, uproarious comedy, The Martian, last year. So, at least there's that. <laughs> that was the funniest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> and I never saw it. Uh, Alien was produced by Gordon Carroll, who also produced Spoilers alum Cool Hand Luke. Um, also by David Geitler and Walter Hill, who directed the cult classic The Warriors the same year as he produced Warriors. Alien. I did not know that. I found that to be interesting. <laughs> can you edit in the, uh, the clanking oh, we, we bottles? can do that, yeah. No, I got you right here. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, yeah? Get it. Oh, Get it. No, I can't really hear it now. Warriors! Come out! There oh, we yeah. go. Yes. Fantastic. There we go. Was that, was that spoilers come out to play? Or was it Warriors? I'm not sure. I, I've never seen that movie. Oh, it, no, it was Warriors. <laughs> oh, it wasn't spoilers. That's, Darn. That's Darn. not, no, it's, it's not spoiler. Yeah. Make no mistake, it was yeah. Warriors. <laughs> All right. Uh, the screenplay was. That movie anymore. <laughs> screenplay was written by Dan O'Bannon, who co wrote Heavy Metal and Total Recall. Ooh, I love those. Nice. Yeah. Very, both both good movies. Um, interestingly, he also served as a special effects engineer on Star Wars. 
Wow. So pretty, pretty diverse background for him. Um, Alien star Sigourney Weaver in the role of a lifetime Tom Skerritt of MASH and Top Gun fame. Uh, character actor Harry Dean Stanton, who had a minor role in Cool Hand Luke and roles in well over 100 over mo- other movies. John Hurt, who went on to play Joseph Merrick in The Elephant Man. Ian Holm as the bukkake android Ash, who also starred in Chariots of Fire in Brazil. And I'm going to butcher this name, uh, Balaji Badeo as the alien. Um, Alien is rated R. It was released in 1979 with an $11 million budget and grossed over $200 million. It was nominated for Best Art Direction and won Best Visual Effects at the 52nd Academy Awards. And today, Alien has an 8.5 on IMDb with a 97% critic rating and 94% audience rating on Rotten Tomatoes, though initial uh, uh, critic reaction was much more mixed. Um, To illustrate how meaningless and idiotic movie critics are, Roger Ebert initially gave Alien a one-star review, calling it basically just an intergalactic haunted house thriller set inside a spaceship. Wow, what a miss. (laughs) Only to then later name it to his great movies list with a four star review. So that flip flopper change of heart. That flip flopper. Oh yeah. <laughs> so I will open it up at this point for discussion. What did you guys think? So I'll kick it off. Uh, Pappy in Minneapolis. Uh, I love this movie. It was my first time seeing it. Um, I should have seen alien vs predator first, I guess, but this was a, <laughs> a pretty solid film. Yeah. You should have started on a high note. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, I I didn't really know what to expect, but this was definitely, I would call this a horror slash sci-fi movie in that order. I don't know what you guys think, but this was definitely... She's a nice lady. I wouldn't call her a whore, but uh, yeah. <laughs> a horror film. <laughs> there we yeah. go. Sorry. <laughs> I mean, Stevie, what do you think? Would you consider this a sci-fi movie or a horror movie? Um, I, don't, I mean, I probably consider it more of a horror movie um there was a really slow build-up which was nice it, i mean it was probably like, to like 45 minutes until uh really anything happened and it kicked off um so i mean the sci-fi part of it was cool just because aliens in space but with the tension at the end and you know the music throughout which was awesome the score was really good i'd probably consider this more of a horror movie but it was still an awesome movie. Uh, Mikey, what do you think? Uh, I think it's funny that you guys thought it was a horror movie because I would have called it a sci-fi movie with some scary parts. I didn't even think it was that mm-hmm. scary. It was. It reminded me a lot of 2001 A Space Odyssey and just because there was a lot of practical effects and sets and stuff, but I didn't think it was that scary. I see why people would think it was, but there wasn't like any jump scares or anything. I don't know. Sci-fi is what I would consider it. I would consider when the, uh, the the aliens are popping out of people's bodies kind of a jump scare, and and when yeah. she's uh, when she's like investigating the uh, when they go in to look at a uh, cane, right? And, yeah, and like something falls. On yeah, the that was kind of like I kind of yeah startled. And then the, yeah, I think one of the most haunting images or the thing that sticks with with me the most not only is like the obviously the introduction of the alien, like when it's full grown, what it looks like, but when um, Dallas is in the air ducts and, you know, it. uh, Oh, and he shines the the light and you see it. Yeah. He shines the light and it, it 
yeah, it's just about to, yeah, to grab I would say him. that was the scariest part. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. I jumped at that part pretty high. Yeah. <clears throat> I agree with Mikey here, though. Um, I certainly believe this is a sci-fi film. Um, and I would almost call it a sci-fi art film. Um, but I don't think the purpose of it was to come out and scare the audience. I think it was more so... Uh, science fiction in the sense of space exploration and we just don't know what's out there uh and and something like this very well could happen um now i think mikey also pointed out money mike over there said that it reminded him of 2001 and i agree with that i think think without 2001 these kind of movies um wouldn't be made or necessarily would be made differently Uh, i think that definitely set the groundwork but um the opening shots of, of this movie were bar none the best part of the movie. I yep, think yep. Uh, it mm-hmm. set the tone that you're seeing not just some um, bullshit uh, green screen, boom, boom, bang, bang, but that uh, th- there was a lot of thought and art put into this. Uh, the symmetry, I'm a big symmetry guy, and um, just you know, looking down these huge long corridors um, on this spaceship of just you know uh, symmetrical views and very widescreen, like beautifully shot. Um, depicting where they were in the spaceship, and then it kind of followed through um, into their sleeping chamber and wakes them up. And that's kind of how it starts. But I just thought it was uh, a fantastic um, beginning to a movie, and I would call it sci-fi, um, almost art, uh, it, like a sci-fi art genre in a sense. But I would not call it horror. I, I think they're just kind of speculating. I think any sci-fi uh, written in the future speculates. And, and 2001 came out in '68. Uh, which was, by the way, before the United States landed on the moon. I'll let anybody uh, speculate on what might have happened there. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I think it's just kind of more so, you know, any sci-fi uh, uh, depicting into the kind of the future of what technology might be. You know, I think they got some parts right and can't get everything right. I mean, you know, I think monitors and whatnot, and that's mostly what people are using. But think of 2001. I think they did have keyboard um, and, and monitors, but there was HAL, which HAL was very identical to Mother. Um, which I, I, I think I group messaged you guys like 10 minutes in the movie. I said, if Mother turns into Hal, I'm walking off this episode um, because fuck that. And thank God it didn't. Uh, but um, yeah, <laughs> you know, I, I think uh, they definitely also in- incorporated, um, um, you know, that kind of aspect of a mothership or a um, um, almost uh, um, a system behind the actual spacecraft that uh, is almost um, I, uh, self-aware in a sense, or, or I, I, I'm, not, I'm spacing on that, but um, just kind of uh, AI. Uh, knowing. Like, yeah. AI, yes, AI. very yeah. very artificial intelligence, yes. But yeah, um, so I, I, I don't know. I'm kind of rambling on. Does anybody else have a, a <laughs> uh, input on that? Um, Stevie will cut this out, so don't worry. No, no, it's good. You're, you're coming through <laughs> just fine. It was only about um, four minutes, so you're good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Vince, speaking of uh, symmetry, I do, I love, yeah, like you guys, I love the opening sequences and the title sequence where, oh, yeah. you know, the each of those elements oh, yeah. of the letters, you know, that spell alien are slowly filled in. I think that that was a really cool way to, to frame that and keep the focus on on the uh, on the introduction. But um, also what totally I thought agree, is yeah. very interesting is that once they find, once Dallas and Kane find the um, the spacecraft, you know, the downed spacecraft. What, how, when they're exploring the interiors, like a lot of the the 
physical makeup of the ship resembles kind of how the alien looks like it's very yeah scaly it's very, almost yeah scaly like bone scaly yep, yeah scaly kind of inflated uh you know mm-hmm. it's just very very interesting did just how look, now going did you off like that the look did of the it, alien though stevie and mikey did you like it i thought it was that was like my least favorite part of the whole movie that was your really? least favorite part I, I, really? the monster or i thought the space it, jack the monster wait. sorry it, i mean it was I've, I, uh, which was the which was an alien? What do you mean? Kind, I kind of, but yeah. There's some shots where I haven't seen any some shots prequels. where you can clearly see there's a guy in a suit like walking around, yeah. like, just a really wow. tall, skinny guy <laughs> walking around in a suit. But it's a really good, it's like yeah, really exactly. good makeup and stuff, and the practical effects are really good. But it's just kind of weird looking sometimes. In some shots, it's kind of weird looking. Yeah, I think um, the most arresting images of the alien are the close-ups when it's zooming in on the fa- like focusing on the head. You know the elongated head yeah. and just how yeah how other otherworldly yeah. it looks so there's elements yeah. of the alien that are really awesome but then yeah like you guys said very obvious shots where it's just the dude in the suit but <laughs> um i mean yeah because I, I i think like the you know art stills that you might see if you if you go to a google search and, and type in alien 1979 like what you might see of that actual alien um is really cool i think it's scaly it's kind of i think they even mentioned uh like a perfect specimen that um you know is better than a human i, I forget there was a part like that but yeah. um I, I think that's really cool yeah. but it's going the, off the, Mikey, part, I mean, the part you're talking about is when ash the robot who we haven't talked about yet uh that's a pretty good spoiler. But he was saying that he admired the alien for its killing. Purity. Like, yeah. Purity. Survival pure, like, skills. Perf- yep. Yeah, perfect whatever, yeah. Mm-hmm. But go- going, uh, I said a bunch of good things about the alien, but um, you know, watching the movie, there is certain times, like Money said, that <laughs> it's just a dude in a suit, um, which is funny. But you know, take it for what it's worth. It's 1979. This is... Uh, over 35 years ago, correct? So the yeah, alien is constantly do. goopy, though he's covered in slime. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> goop. Yeah, he is gooped up, uh, and gooped it is up. it is literally KY jelly. That's how they <laughs> wait. Really? They mix, That's what they said. Yeah, no they mix yeah, wa- it's KY. water and KY jelly. Gooped up head to toe. I can get down to that. Yep. <laughs> um, Classic. So Drew, you mentioned how Ash is an android or a robot. So you know, since you kind of kicked that off, what are what are your thoughts on that? Uh, yeah, it's funny. I uh, when I watch, especially the movies at home, I I kind of have this like uh, series of notes that I take, and I'm just reading over it now. And it's like, fuck Ash. Oh, I hate Ash. Ash is such a douche. He's a fucking <laughs> robot. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I really didn't see that coming, but it makes sense. Um, I I thought that the the dialogue where it was. Um, uh, Sigourney Weaver Ripley talking to uh, Dallas when when she was like, I don't trust him. At the time, I thought, well, that's kind of extreme, right? Because assuming that they left Earth, they've already been on this mission. They were 10 months out. So, like, they've been with Ash for years. And if she's just now getting to the point where she's like, I don't know about this Ash guy. Um, I mean, right? Like, the length of... I guess that's something to yeah. discuss super quick, too. How long was this trip? I, I don't think they were awake for that long of it because they, she, like in that scene, Dallas was mentioning that he, that Ash had recently been reassigned to the team and that, so it could have only been, you know, potentially a matter of just a couple months that they had been exposed to him, you know, when they're not in cryo sleep or whatever. So, 
yeah, it, it is it, it is a little suspect because you're not totally sure of the timeline in there for, you know, you're just realizing kind of you have a mistrust of this of this guy. But yeah. But yeah, I mean, I, I definitely thought he was a good bad guy. And it's we haven't had a movie in a while on this podcast that had, well, I mean, not since No Country that we had a really distinct bad guy. I mean, the monster is a monster, but this guy was like a traitor amongst the troops. And I kind of like that. Yeah. He was a company man. You gotta respect him. He wasn't. <laughs> yeah, he wasn't necessarily a traitor. I think he was more so programmed to be a prophet, like because he was part of, the, yeah, like Steve said, a company man. I mean, he he was made for the company for the ship. I wouldn't call him a traitor. He just wasn't a human. He didn't have uh, human emotions or, or that kind of uh, attachment. Um, he has obviously some capacity for you know manipulation, a sense, and manipulation, like, a sense of a sense of irony, a sense irony. Of, I was about to say that because because you know because of the smirk right when he's you know he's obviously getting you know taking pleasure in the fact that they have a slim chance of survival because there's that you know that smirk he gives when he when he says that and how he how he uh, I don't know if it's he pities them or he um, you know. He's sympathetic to them, but it's very, it's very, uh, or almost tongue, uh, tongue like, in cheek. Yeah. Or almost, yeah, just kind of like cocky towards them. Like, I'm yeah. a superior machine and you guys are just wimpy human race. Yeah. I don't know. I yeah. Don't know. Uh, well, you guys haven't seen Prometheus, though, right? Stevie, did you see it? I, I did. And yeah, I, you guys know my feelings on that. It almost got there and then it's it failed. Like, the thing with Ash yeah. is, is Spoil basically the shit. same thing with Michael Fassbender in that he kind of does the exact same thing in that movie. But everybody knows yeah, he's a robot. Yeah, but everybody though. knows that he's a robot. Yeah. But he kind of just yeah. lets the alien thing kind of happen. So it's, I don't know, like... He enabled Yeah, I guess it. That, uh, that part of the movie was kind of spoiled for me. I was not expecting him to be an, uh, a robot, but once he got smacked over the head and his head blew open i guess it was like kind of obvious <laughs> oh this is kind of the exact same story yeah um one thing i one more quick thing i wanted to mention before we move on is uh i don't know if you guys picked up on this but it would be remiss of us to not mention the set i mean we've talked a little bit about the set design but the the guy who designed all that hr geiger just this really fucked up dude who had these conceptions for these you know he had the he conceptualized Alien even before he was commissioned by Ridley Scott to do the movie. These were really he had these fantastical drawings of you know one for one what the Alien became years before uh, the movie was ever made. So it was it was a big a huge collaboration between Geiger and Ridley Scott and you know the screenwriters and all that. So I think that's interesting. But one one thing I wanted to mentioned specifically is how sexually driven everything in this movie is like how phallic the shape of the alien's head is the just the whole process of, <laughs> of how cockhead yeah yeah of how the face you know the face huggers you know it it you know simulates oral sex or you know to implant the hey man it was the imp- 70s what are you gonna do no one was wearing condoms the back host. then you know yeah <laughs> um but I actually read in in one of my college courses, this came up, um, sexuality in film. And there was a study done um, shortly after this movie came out, you know, kind of putting a questionnaire to to see how how the genders perceive this movie alien, because it was at the time very quickly interpreted as a as a very sexual movie. And they found that men far more than women 
would classify this as a horror movie and were just appalled mm. by you know the things that happen and what this there's multiple interpretations but the big one that the researcher drew was that it you know because it it simulates oral sex and you know the implication of non-consensual sex especially having to do with you know impregnation and you know the mm. the oral fixation on it that that's what makes what was making the men respond as being more horrified to this. So what what you're saying is that those panelists today who didn't consider it a horror movie like to suck dick, basically. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty much what he's saying. Take a quick uh, commercial break and uh, come back after that. This is spoiler. Pap, are you happy that the cast survived? That was the point (laughs) I was going to (laughs) make. That's the only reason you like this movie. The cat. Jonesy, come here, Jonesy. <laughs> I, dude, when the when the one guy on the TV said, "Here, kitty, kitty," my cat went. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. There we go. All right, good deal. You good? We're solid. All right, count us down, money. Is everybody back? I'm here. Think so. And we're back. Three, two. Welcome back to Spoilers, where we're talking about Alien. Drew, you had a point you wanted to make. Yeah, this got brought up during the commercial break, but uh, one of the the notes that I have here, in bold, all capitals, (laughs) underlined, what a goddamn emotional roller coaster (laughs) with this cat right now. Happy loves cats. She's the cat man. She's dropping the cat. She's saving the cat. The cat's getting yeah. smiled at by the alien. Like, Oh, at the end. I, I like cats. At the end. So I, I kind of want to go like in turn to see what you guys thought about the cat part. But I actually thought it was pretty effective. Um, and I was so happy the cat didn't die. But but Mike D., our host, did you have any uh, feline thoughts? Uh, I, had, I had, yeah, I had two cats growing up. So I like, I'm, I'm a fan of cats. But uh, yes. Gosh. Yeah, no, it was, uh, it, it did, I don't know, made it feel a little more relatable, I guess, because it's like you, you know, you more than likely you had a family pet and you don't want that to be, you know, abandoned. So I, I thought that was effective. Mikey hates cats. <laughs> so I don't even want to ask him. No, no. <laughs> She's got this cat in this futurist, futuristic uh, kitty holder thing at the end. And she's just slamming this cat holder up against the walls, yeah. <laughs> all over the place. Also, the also, end, where does the cat shit? Where I don't know. It was locked box? in a box yeah, when it's they found it. That that <laughs> it was locked in a box. That ship like a has got to be. Found it. That's probably just a shit box. For, that for ship like, has got to be nasty. For like the last fifteen minutes, I didn't know what was in that box. What's in the box? Smacking it up against the wall, and then I see, and then I see see that the cat is in the box, and I was like, "Holy shit! That cat would have been meowing the hell out of those last fifteen minutes, giving away her position." Yeah, Yeah, she's trying to be stealth. There's no way that cat's just chill. (laughs) So before we go on to review whether it was pasteurized or spoiled, one thing I wanted to ask, did anybody have a favorite line or anything that stuck out? Um, not really, not really for this movie. Um, really don't have any quotes that come to the top of my head, but, um, yeah, no, I got nothing. I think I was, I think I was too scared. I got nothing. From from this horror movie, I think it, yeah. I think I can't remember anything. Um, one the one thing that I did really like is when 
Ripley is interrogating Ash and and just that whole that whole dialogue about why he admires this mm-hmm. creature and so I thought I thought pretty much any any line from that scene is a good the, one. The one that but... I had written down was from a uh, Yafit Koto, right? Nice, uh, Parker. my man. And yeah. uh, we we were totally in sync yeah. in that movie. It's when the uh, parasite thing was on um, was on Kane's face. Why don't you freeze him? <laughs> and he goes, Yeah. How come you don't freeze him? Saying that, I was I thinking loved the exact it. same yeah. thing. Why don't you freeze him? <laughs> I love that. <laughs> yeah, and then and then the uh, yeah. Kane or or uh, sorry Ash who's I think one of the reasons I hate him is when they go on to say, this may kill him. And Ash goes, I'm willing to take that chance or something like that. Wait, so this brings up a good point, though. Uh, That character, he repeatedly said, why don't you freeze him? Almost to the point of like, okay, we get it. Like, stop saying that. Uh, Would that have saved that? Like, would that (laughs) save that situation? Was he right maybe the entire time where all they had to do is freeze the guy, maybe get him back to an Earth laboratory and uh, check it out um, in maybe a more controlled environment? Is that a possibility or, I mean, I don't know. What do you guys think? I don't know. I would certainly think it wouldn't. I don't think it would <laughs> right? hurt him. Yeah, if it was I like doable yeah. They sleep in a cryogenic chamber <laughs> right? anyway, right? Yeah. They yeah. freeze themselves all the time. Yeah. Yeah. They'd at least get home. Based on Prometheus, I don't think it would have yeah. hurt. What happens in Prometheus, yeah. Stevie? Yeah, spoil that in two sentences. Do you guys want me to tell you? I mean, this is spoilers. Yeah, this is spoilers. Yeah. Okay, the main character gets like an like an alien like impregnated in her, and she has like a self abortion. Typical. Like a self C section in this chamber, and it saves her life. Abortion or C section, those are completely two different things. It's like an alien abortion C section. But those are two different things, man. You can't like. No, it was. was Yeah, no, no, no. It was a C section. I remember like, (laughs) because the the thing was like programmed to, yeah. To perform a cesarean section. Nice. For okay. that operation. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So. so it was uh, almost like that alien popping through what's his face in Alien, this movie, um, but maybe more controlled. <laughs> yes. Any other favorite lines before we go on to. Uh... Well, I liked, I liked you know, Drew's that he I, brought I, up. Oh, sorry, Mikey, what were you saying? So I was just going to say that same character was always like, yeah, but let's talk about those bonuses. I like that. I don't know, because they were the uh, yeah. nitty gritty kind of. You know, uh, mechanic kind of guys, I think. I think that was their role in the ship, more so keeping the ship running, um, uh, more so than doing any scientific research or, or drilling or mining what they were supposed to be doing. Um, but he was always, you know, talking about uh, bonuses and how they're kind of getting screwed out of wage. And I just thought that was kind of funny. And, and I, I like that character. Um, so I like that line too. Sorry, Money, I think you were uh, throwing out a line too. Yeah, I, I think the last five minutes of the movie. The alien got the raw dog of the deal. He was just taking a nap, trying to go trying wherever. To yeah. <laughs> he's going. He's just trying to. He's just trying to hitch a ride. Yeah, he's like yeah, I'm trying to get out of the galaxy. Straight up, yeah. wakes him up from his nap and ejects him out of the spaceship. <laughs> See ya. And he's just pretty pissed off about it. I don't know a lot about space, but I'm a hundred percent sure that's not how opening a space door would work. <laughs> well, so all. can you sure smoke cigarettes on a air pressurized? <laughs> I had that note too. Yeah, smoking yeah, cigs. That was. Sure I mean, I don't know science, so maybe we get Neil deGrasse Tyson on the show. We can talk about it a little bit. Huge fan, all of us. <laughs> we'd love to have you on. Um, uh, <laughs> but I, I don't know. I felt like that might have been a scientific inaccuracy. And then also, I had a question about when they were looking for that cat. Um, when they were initially had that like Ghostbusters uh, reading meter to find the alien. It was basically <laughs> Ghostbusters. Let's get real. Um, and they were just looking for it like that. And they found the cat, and the cat started running away. And then it went into like uh, where all the machines were. 
There was water dripping like down. What? Where the hell is that water coming from when they're in <laughs> outer space? I mean, maybe leaking from the pipes in the ship. But if that, if if I as an astronaut, that guy was just showering yeah, in it. If I was an astronaut, it. I would not. Yeah, the the one mechanic drank the water. If I was if I was an astronaut, I would not want to be on a ship that had leaking water pipes. Period. I, I don't know about you guys, but I thought Bit. that was weird. Vince, I don't go anywhere without a sauna, so <laughs> that's all I'm saying. Ritz Carlton kind of man, I love it. Yeah, I, I don't know. I yes. thought it was. I thought that was kind of weird. I mean, do you guys have any kind of possible explanation um, for the water dripping down, or, or what that might be, or is that just kind of a Blade Runner? Uh, Ooh, it's dark and dungy and wet kind of thing. I don't know. Steve, are you gonna say something? Not me, guy. Oh, nope. oh I thought I thought you had. No, we can edit this out. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah. Fuck off. I just spit coffee all over my shirt. <laughs> all right. Oh, God. <laughs> Fuck off. All right. So it's, I, th- I think it's about come that time in the show where we go around and, and say yes or no. And if it's a yes, it's pasteurized. If it's a no, it's spoiled. But um, I'll, I'll start off. This is a huge, huge yes for me. One of my favorite movies. It's just it has... Um, all the best elements of sci-fi movies and, and some, you know, some scares too, to go along with it. Definitely a, a hard yes for me. Um, it was definitely had to be scary when it came out. It's a beautiful movie, great score, um, great sci-fi slash horror, horror slash sci-fi, however you want to classify it. Um, but hard yes. And I just like to say that every time we have a guest host on the show, they pick better movies than us idiots. So usually, yeah. Okay, I'll go next. Um, I, I definitely give it a yes. Uh, I think that was a fantastic movie. I think Pappy said earlier um, that he hasn't seen any of them. I haven't seen any of them. I haven't seen the prequels or sequels or, or versus Predators or, or whatever the hell. But this is a great movie. I would say it was probably pretty revolutionary at the time. 1979, um, I bet it was a pretty... And I think you guys said earlier that you know it might have been mixed reviewed um, at, at the beginning, but any kind of mixed reviewed movie that goes on and becomes a classic, uh, I think is even more a special piece of 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 film, um, um, just because of the controversy or maybe just the initial um, backlash. But I think it's a fantastic movie. Absolute yes. Um, if you haven't seen it, definitely see it. Uh, honestly, Mike, when you first picked it, I was like, really? I, I don't know much about it, but. Um, kind of looks cheesy, not cheesy. Fantastic movie. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, yes. I'll say yes as well. This is one of uh, one of my favorite movies that we've spoiled so far. I would have liked to have seen this back in 1979 when it came out, just to see like how it compared. Because uh, I think just the way it looks, it looks pretty great from like a production value standpoint, and all of the sets are awesome, and the costume design and the alien looks awesome and like the eggs and stuff the alien eggs i thought that was like probably the best practical effects i've seen in a long time and i enjoy practical effects more than cgi stuff so yeah what i recommend this movie yeah it was pretty awesome um yeah i give it a hard yes i was actually uh really excited when uh, mike picked this movie because it's ridley scott and i put him in a category of probably like best big directors um which is just a project that has a lot of moving elements and a lot of responsibility from your set designs to your practical effects to your to the acting and writing i thought this movie was awesome especially the set designs uh, with the space jockey when you kind of first see that set you know the spaceship around it and the space jockey himself was so awesome and revolutionary that uh, that made me love this movie all by itself. So hard yes. Boom. Okay. 
Pasteurized. 100% pasteurized. All right. Mm. Um, so for trivia this week, I may have to adjust the rules as we go on. My what? I, what <laughs> That's my favorite kind of game. But, so my my initial. It's like a it's like a primary. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So what I'm thinking to begin with. I do like the round robin, you know, for a group, that's probably the best way to do it, round robin style. But I was just thinking Ridley Scott filmography rundown. But now hearing that Stevie's a big Ridley Scott fan, the, oh, yeah. second, the second part of it is maybe what I'll have to introduce a little later. Just get get a little bit of the trivia going. And then if it keeps going, we'll I'll, I'll lay out the second part, if that's all right with you guys. Yep. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, um... I don't know who wants to start, but Ridley Scott filmography. Oh shit! Who hosted last? Me. What was that? Yes. Yeah, you hosted so last. I should go last. Uh, Vince can go first since he hosted. It's been the longest, I think. Alien. <laughs> All right. Does that count? Fuck you. Counts. You're the worst. Counts? Okay, yeah, it counts. Uh, Mikey can go next. I think it's been second most. Long. Uh, the counselor. Stevie, I hosted last time, so you can go next. Gladiator. The Martian? Yep. Okay, it's back to me. I think we mentioned this Blade Runner. Yep. Uh, I have no idea. I don't know. Uh, I have to bow out. I, I don't even know. Just guess any movie. <laughs> it's ris- risky. Uh, <laughs> risky. Uh, Ace Ventura. Van Helsing. All right. I don't know. <laughs> All, right. All right. So Mikey's out at this point. <laughs> Steve, I think it's you now. Who, is it me? Kingdom of Heaven. Yep. Oh, shit. I'm about to be out too. Um, Alien Resurrection? I don't know. Nope. All right. Down to Vince and Stevie. Well, did we already say Prometheus? Wasn't that him too? Yep. Yep. That was him. But did we say it already? No, so that oh, counts. Oh, nice. <laughs> Prometheus. Robin Hood. Yep. Oh, no. Um, I might have to take a bow as well. Uh, I'm trying to think of, like, did we already say The Martian? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yep. Take a bow. Go for it, Stevie. I guess a movie. It doesn't matter. Movie. I could guess anything. I know it's not going to be it. Well, that's what's fun. Okay, well, it was definitely uh, Hello Kitty Island Adventure, then. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> All right, so Stevie is the winner. No, he's got to... Was Man, no, was, he, was man, sa- man said, on Fire no, one of them? No, I said more than he has, so he's got he's to match oh, okay. it, right? All right. I don't All right. know. I don't know. Right. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> did, did he do Man on Fire? No, that was his brother. Ooh. Oh, he just killed himself, <gasps> too. God damn it. <laughs> Rest in peace. So this is me not... I think we have a tie. Well, I, don't know. All right. I didn't mean to hijack it, but I think I've done two, and he's done two, so that would be... Stevie should have had to approve it. I did. Anyway, well, so. Vince, you did two. I did Robin Hood, Gladiator, and Kingdom of Heaven. Yeah, that was three. Oh. Either way, it's a tie, way. so that means we have an overtime. You guys have to fly to Kansas okay. and fight it out. <laughs> I, maybe, if you don't mind, I could introduce the second part of the criteria. Yeah, I love it. For for a tiebreaker. Steve, are you in for that? Okay. okay. Outside of Russell Crowe, name an actor who has been in multiple Ridley Scott movies. 
Michael Fassbender. Ooh. Yep. Stevie got it. My guess is going to be uh, Ripley, and I can't think of her actress name right now. So, Stevie, I'll, I'll bow down and uh, give you the win. Wait, what are those two movies? Or what are those multiple movies? Oh, Actually, Prometheus yeah. and Counselor. You don't, you don't need to do it, but it, yeah, but it is Prometheus and the Counselor. Yep. All right. Cool. Sorry if that was a little, that was a little kind of hogwash there, but no, it was oh good. well. That, that was, was good. That was a fun game. I like the list game. That's fun. Okay. Uh, I was talking earlier this week about how the Chinese uh, movie industry is exploding. Um, it's becoming huge over there. It's the fastest growing nation, the second biggest market. And so uh, we're going to do a movie that's very highly reviewed. It's like an 84 in Rotten Tomatoes and 8.1 on IMDb. And also it's in uh, IMDb Top 250. We're going to do a movie called Ip Mun. Spell that. And if you put... If you pronounce it phonetically, it's IP Man. And uh, it's a pretty cool kung fu movie, so we're going to review that Kung one. fu, baby. Kung fu. Love it. Love nice. it. Good pick, Stevie. Love it. I'm very excited to review this. Well, good call, brother, man. Thank you guys for letting me guest host. It was fun. Had a good time. Yeah, dude. Uh, Mike D, we'd love to have you on. That was great. Thank you. You're welcome back anytime, Mike D. Yeah. Well, I guess, yeah, we might as well sign off now and then... Uh... Stevie might have some, some plugs to do, but I'm Pappy in Minneapolis. This was Vinny V out here in Denver, Mile High. Um, thanks, Mike D, for uh, stepping in. We uh, love to have you. And uh, signing off, have a good one. Math teacher, Mark, math paper. Uh, this was uh, Stevie in Mishawaka, and Mike D did an awesome job and picked an excellent movie, and that was a ton of fun. Uh, Mikey from Elkhart, and uh, thank you, Mike D, again for the movie. Mike D, see you guys later. Peace. Congratulations to Stevie and Mike D, who have both gotten married since we taped this podcast. Twitter, podcast spoilers. Email, podcastspoilers at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. All right, cool.